What's up, folks? Uh, taking an ad out on my own podcast just so I can let you know about, uh, once again, these upcoming dates I have for my Hard to Say show. March 22nd, I'm in Denver. March 24th, I'm in Boulder, Colorado. And March 27th, Fort Collins, Colorado. If you're there, if you know anyone there, it would mean the world to me if you let people know about this. Uh, I'm going to be doing more shows as well. Seattle, Portland, Santa Cruz, Bay Area, look out for that. But if, if you could please let people know the 22nd, 24th, and 27th, I'm going to be in Denver, Boulder, and Fort Collins doing comedy about my experience living with trigeminal neuralgia, uh, a.k.a. suicide disease. This is a show I've been working out uh, for a while that, that has been extremely fulfilling and uh, wonderful, uh, you know, despite not being good feeling physically. Um, you know, I know I harp about it a lot and all this stuff going on with my medical situation. This has been sort of my coping and my reason for continuing. So I have, uh, uh, I'm excited to finally do it somewhere else other than Los Angeles. So please, if you're in Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins, go to kyleayers.com slash shows, K-Y-L-E-A-Y-E-R-S.com slash shows. Uh, I have a mailing list you can sign up for there as well. It'll let you know when I'm in your area. That's the best stuff you could do to possibly support me would be that sort of thing there. Thank you very much. Um, I hope this was a, I hope I uploaded this ad properly to my own show. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, on today's episode I have the return of Joe McAdam and Chris Stevens. They are the butt sketch guys. The butt sketch guys. The butt sketch guys. B-U-T... Look them up at Butt Sketch. They're so funny. You may remember before they had never seen Rocket Man, and they came on, and it's one of my favorites. And now they're back, <clears throat> and they've never seen The Two Popes or The Lighthouse, so they couldn't decide and just went with a straight-up mashup. Two movies they'd never seen put together. It's a lot of what we do in one situation. It's very fun. Remotely, obviously, we put it together again. Again? What was that? Again? Anyways. We'll cut that. Um, Joe, Joe and Chris are so funny. I hope you enjoy it. They've never seen The Two Popes or The Lighthouse. And here it is, put together. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, you know, I appreciate everyone listening. I hope everyone is safe and, and sane and healthy and doing what they can. Um, if you want more pod stuff, we have a Patreon. I got some bonus stuff up there. And we also have episodes early, ad-free and all that up there. Uncut if you want to hear somehow a less edited version of this. Um, and I got a bunch of merch if you want that. Magnets and keychains and stickers and the like at kyleairs.com slash merch. If you want those, we just got these keychains. Here's what they sound like. I hope that makes you want it um oh the cat heard me jingling the keychain and came in to say hi please enjoy joe mcadam and chris stevens butt sketch have never seen the two popes and the lighthouse all in one insanity it's insanity if you thought we did a lot of italian accents in previous episodes well uh this is going to blow your mind please enjoy thank you for listening 
Hey, everybody. This is Never Seen It. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where I have comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen before. Joining us once again, you may remember them from previously having never seen Rocket Man, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say they've still both never seen Rocket Man. Uh, <laughs> Chris Stevens and Joe McAdam, a.k.a. The Sketch Group. But thank you for being here, guys. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. So what's the update on Rocket Man? I've not seen it still. Yeah. Still haven't. Still haven't seen it. It's like one of those, it lives in that world where I couldn't even begin to tell you where you would look to see it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't feel like Netflix would have it. It doesn't feel like it It might be like one of the movies HBO just, re- it feels like if you're not on an airplane, you're not going to see it. Yeah. I'm not going out of my way, but I'm, I am watching just like random movies with no uh, context going in now, which has been fun. You oh, know, really? I watched Soul Food last night. I've never seen Soul Food, but it was great. Uh, I've never even heard recommend of it. <laughs> it's like from 2000. It's, uh, you know, Vivica Fox and uh, God, uh, Mackay Pfeiffer's in it. Um, yeah. It's it just sounds like, like 2000. It literally yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah, you're describing perfect. the year 2000. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great. If I had to watch, describe watch a movie I hadn't seen from like the year 2000, I'd be like, well, it's a heist movie with most death. Um <laughs> I just feel like he had a real go there for a little bit on action movies. And then we all just let him leave once he made that movie with Jack Black about remaking movies. Oh. Oh, yeah. That was that was fun, right? Be Kind Rewind. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Damn. I did see someone, uh, an article for Be Kind Rewind, where someone described it as like the movie with the most heart that we all don't talk about. And I was like, what is the criteria? It feels like you just wanted to write the article and now you're wedging this in. And they're probably right. Yeah, I mean, I don't really remember anything about it, though, so I guess it's probably a fine film. But Is it Michel Gondry, right? I, I feel yeah. like, yeah, and still uh, not memorable in any way, <laughs> made by an auteur. I, right, I think it might be the ultimate movie to do on this podcast if you had never seen the movie where they remake all the movies they had seen. Oh, right. Oh, man. You should do a full remake of the movie, not just audio, a full visual, audio visual remake of Be Kind Be Wine, <laughs> having not seen the movie. It's been nice seeing like, uh, what are those like, like not quite comedians, but like Twitter influence people, all they're doing now or like, or Instagram people where they're just like, look, I remade this scene from this movie in my house. And then it's just them talking yeah. to the camera, saying the lines from the movie they love. Yeah. And I was like, is this something, is there enough parts here for this to be a thing? Very original content. <laughs> uh, there was, I saw one person did it with like um, a scene from hot rod that they did pretty accurately. But it's still like okay, I like cool. if someone is doing like an outside thing inside. So you're bringing these new sort of like res- like you're basically building it from the resources that you have at your house. I like that. Yeah, that I can get yeah. behind. I would watch it if someone uh, did that with porno. I think that would be fun. To try to like I'm, I'm recreating favorite pornos. Porno. <laughs> I'm gonna. But first, try, you guys but... have to see the one I'm remaking. Otherwise, none of this is going to make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> A little bit of homework for you before you watch this. I started accumulating. I asked people who have never seen. A few good men to read me one line from the A Few Good Men court scene, and I've been accumulating those lines. I'm going to put the lines underneath the muted actual scene and see how it plays out. But I have Emily Heller reading that giant "You can't handle the truth" monologue, and until oh, I yeah. come out with it, it's just a weird thing on my computer. Yeah, no, that's that's great. <laughs> just have a large file of uh, Emily Heller doing the uh, what's a Jack Nicholson thing? Yeah, yeah like a, that, a like ten his, minute yeah. monologue. <laughs> 
it's so long and I, I felt so bad assigning it but there we are so you know we'll see i think that'll be fun once i eventually finish it um, oh, for sure. so i want to talk to you guys about what we've never seen because we have two movies you've never seen uh, I, i'm assuming you well one's a show no well no, no uh we, we we yeah it's it's the two popes I, I, wait maybe it, is it a show no it's there's there's um the young pope we have to talk about the pope the pcu <laughs> there's there's uh there's two pope shows and then there's a pope movie it's, it's the the young pope and then the new pope those are the shows mm-hmm. and then the mm-hmm. two popes is the movie i think right it sounds like a dr seuss book yeah right it's like <laughs> this is proof this is the one thing that's proof there's too many things that we have three fucking pope things three pope right. properties yeah three pope products four popes and I know the Young Pope is HBO, and I thought it was a joke when it first came out. It looked like these all Pope content comes off as a Tropic Thunder movie <laughs> yeah. trailer. Yes, it does. Because I can't imagine this take the Pope seriously as like a guy with a gun thing. Because they've all just they they are so bumbling and so old. <laughs> the Pope's got a gun. Watch out, <laughs> dear God! It's a bullet trapped inside the Pope mobile. <laughs> it's just like any bouncing around. He's just bouncing around the entire time. He starts to shoot there for too thing. long. <laughs> he just forgot it was bullet. It's bulletproof from the inside. Oh fuck! Wait, can they see me too? This is where they find out it's also not one-way glass, and he—they can all see him too. <laughs> oh god, they can see me in here. <laughs> uh, but it's just any like the Pope is young and cool stuff. I can't even take it seriously. And there's that happens. I just can't. I can't even begin to take it seriously. But you, but you have this, and you also have Lighthouse. Yeah. yeah, this is a uh, we've not seen the two popes or and we've not seen the lighthouse. Um, so we figured let's uh, you know mash them up. Yeah, right. Yeah, do a little combo, see what happens. All right. So we'll go ahead and we're going to jump right in. Never seen. I'm excited to figure out which uh, movie, which poster I put you guys on, but that's a conversation for me alone another day. <laughs> um. So what? Who? Who wants to play who? You can go ahead and you can cast it up here. Yeah, so um, we have, I think Joe will be playing the Pope, okay. and I'll be playing the other Pope. Great. Uh, and then, Kyle, if you want to read uh, the stage direction. Perfect. And that'll be um, all. Okay. Yeah, there's just the two Popes. Do you guys want to read it off your computer, or would you like me to show? look at this fancy way I can share it with everyone? Ooh, holy cow. I like that. Hey, there we go. Cool. And then we'll all scroll at the same time. All right, so this is the two Pope Lighthouse. Having never been seen by Chris Stevens and Joe McAdam. Two Pope Lighthouses written by Joe McAdam and Chris Stevens. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Quick. Interior. Lighthouse. Night. We see Pope sitting, looking sadly out to sea. He speaks into a tape recorder. It's been 931 days (laughs) since I started taking care of this lighthouse. And I gotta admit, I'm starting to get a little lonely. (laughs) It's been a year since I've been... If since I've seen another Pope, luckily, I still have any memories. Pope pulls out a photo album filled with pictures of him and other Popes having fun times. There we are, seeing who could put the most uh, communion wafers into their mouth. It's a little bit like a cinnamon challenge, but we were doing it first. We did this, <laughs> and then the cinnamon challenge happened. Yep. Oh, and here we are at a Pope graduation, throwing our big Pope hats in the air. We got so drunk at Pope Tyler's house after that. His mama was so mad at him. She she wouldn't let him use a Pope mobile <laughs> for the whole month. Ah. 
He takes a wistful swig from a li- two liter of Pepsi. <laughs> Those were the days. Suddenly, there's a knock at the door. Oh, good. All of the physical pornography I ordered is here. <laughs> Pope opens the door. I'm going to masturbate. What? <laughs> the Pope cannot believe his eyes. Standing in front of him is another Pope. Hi there. I'm at the new Pope. <laughs> I hope I got the right place. This is the lighthouse, right? Uh, sir, this is a Wendy's. I'm a kitten, of course. That's a joke. I heard. <laughs> it's a joke because it's not a Wendy's. Even though sometimes I do have it a cheeseburger. Sorry, I haven't talked to another pope in so long. I'm a little bit rusty. <laughs> it's okay. I like it a joke. Thanks. You're making me feel good. So, what brings you to the lighthouse? Well, I got sent here by the temp agency. They said they wanted another pope to help run this lighthouse. Here's my resume. I don't need to see a resume. I can figure out if you're a good pop just by asking a couple of questions. Okay, shoot. Who's like the number one guy? God. (laughs) Hmm, interesting. And who would you say is the number one bad guy? Oh, the stinky red devil. Hey, somebody did the homework. Come on in. Let me show you around. So, over here, that's my bed, and right next to it, my big stack of physical pornography. Then, over there, that's my mini fridge. I could put anything in that. A candy bar, anything. And then, that over there, that's my two liter of Pepsi. Well, you want a sip? Where did that pop a whistle? I'm good. I brought on my own. Other Pope pulls a two liter of Pepsi out from under his robe. Nice. And... That right up there? That's the light. Hey, pretty good. (laughs) So, basically, all you have to do is wait for a big boat to come, and then just shine the light on it. And then the boat goes, hey, that's the rocks, and it turns away. But it's simple stuff. It's, like, super easy. Yeah, I think I can get the hang of it. But tell me, does being a pop in a lighthouse, does it ever get lonely? What? Me lonely? No way! I'm a Pope. Okay. I just, I saw you had that little photo album out of all the other Popes. Pope frantically tries to hide his photo album. Oh, what? Uh, are these? No, no. I don't know. Those are Popes. Someone uh, gave me this as a prank. <laughs> the new Pope puts a hand on the old Pope's shoulder. Pope, it's just us Popes here. It's okay to be sad sometimes. It's part of being the Pope. I just uh, miss all the other popes. Pope Jeff, Pope Mike. They're all out having fun, and I'm alone in this stinky lighthouse. You're not alone anymore, Pope. The Pope gives him a soft smile and a pat on the shoulder. Suddenly, a huge crash is heard outside. Oh, shit! A big butter crashed! Oh, no! Is anybody hurt? <laughs> The Pope shines the light down and sees dozens of dead bodies strewn across the beach. Oh, thank God. It's just another one of those uh, unmanned boats. Where the cargo, it's just a bunch of dead bodies dressed up like sailors. Don't worry. This happens all of the time. Oh, phew. Well, brace you to the pornography. Hey, you get the head start. Hey, let go of my little rope on my popa robe. 
<laughs> the shot freeze frames and fades to black. Fight song by Rachel Platten begins to play and text appears on the screen reading. This film is dedicated to all the popes fighting on the front row lines of the COVID-19 crisis. And see. The end. There it is. Oh, thank you. I think it was wonderful. I think we nailed what the uh, the gist of the new pope or the two popes in the lighthouse is. Yeah, I think I it's would something say, that anyone can get something out of it, you know, whether you're from here or Timbuktu. Yeah. I think that your script might have been the same length as the one for the lighthouse. <laughs> That's what I've heard. And it was just sort of uh if 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 he did, if you don't if if silence and brooding doesn't take up a page, then you're probably about the same same length. Yeah, about five ish pages. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah, I know that um you know, neither of the popes from the movie The Two Popes are Italian. Who, <laughs> who, I'm, who is in Two Popes? Is this the one with Malkovich? No, no that's, that's the, the, the new, new pope. pope, I think. This is Anthony Hopkins yeah. and Jonathan Price plays yeah. Francis and Ben. Anthony Hopkins playing Pope Benedict is very good casting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's great work. And this is actually about real popes. Yeah, <laughs> a, 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 a true pope story. Real popes. Doing oh, real popes, all natural popes, <laughs> fat natural popes. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to hang on to from religion, and here we are. Don't here comes epic comedian takes down religion. Um, <laughs> the whole like the smoke out of the chimneys and the deciding of a pope, and that it, it all blows my mind. As as from, it's so weird to me. The ceremony of it all is so bizarre to me. I'm also I'm very over this new pope. Enough of the actual pope being a cool guy. He's not cool. I don't want to get, you know, it's everyone. Yeah, no, he's like a fake cool pope. Yeah. He's a, right, po- exactly. he's a poser. Pope's he's a pope, sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's sort of like if you're, if he was your friend, he would be your most bigoted friend. But since he's the pope and we all think he's like very progressive because he just doesn't explicitly yell slurs or yeah, isn't a Nazi. Right. We're like, this one's got it. All. I mean, the, the previous pope, yeah. He, the yeah, previous yeah, pope the, was in Hitler Youth. Yeah, um, as an adult too, which is crazy. Yeah, like, like, uh, can we check your ID? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like a three popes in a trench coat trying to. Oh wait, no, that's the opposite way. I guess <laughs> they caught him when they saluted because it looked like a caterpillar. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so wild to me. I don't know why there were so many pope shows all of a sudden. Don't movie production companies know these are being made? Yeah. Like how far along into your Pope content are you that you can't you don't know that there's another place making Pope content? Is is there like a like like with the Catholic community is there like a big desire for Pope content or something? Maybe like there has to be some reason. It's I would say there's yeah. probably a large desire for any Catholic content that isn't just rewatching the movie Spotlight. Uh, as far as like yeah, what yeah. they probably want right. people focusing on, so they probably like, well, you the Pope down, seems you get spotlight, yeah, right. Then you know this Pope we got now once pulled a tablecloth out from underneath a bunch of stuff. If you guys <laughs> have seen that video, it's very crazy. Well, it's, it's like it's, yeah, it's like Pope movies and also movies about like dogs that um, rescue babies from uh, freezing water or something, and they're saved by God. Like those are the two like religious movies. It seems. Yeah, and yeah, and I guess the Passion just, of the like, Christ, not Catholics. Oh yeah, there's always that one. But like, I don't know. I'm I was raised Catholic, and all my family is. No one's talking about Pope movies. You know, nobody. They just seem like such a large, prestigious, prestigious 
thing to be made for no one to talk about them at all. Like, yeah. how did this come and go? It's an HBO show. Do you think uh, they show the Pope's dick? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's that's what you got to do. Right. Uh, yeah, you have to. You got to be edgy yeah. and show a Pope penis and um, a Popeness. I don't even want to. <laughs> you, that's ex- it's, I'm, it's just so weird to be like, here's the edgy. It almost feels like a fake comic book. Yeah. For yeah. there to be like a cool young Pope or something like that. Yeah, like and then I feel like in the '90s there was uh, a trend of just like irony over the, like over the line of like how fucking silly can our irony be and like have Jesus action figures with like guns and shit, right. and it's like, are we tired of this yet? Can we please be tired of this yet? It's almost like one of the telenovelas from Arrested Development is what I would expect young Pope to be. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's like she's in it and she's married to the Pope. I don't know. <laughs> the po- the Pope's secret bride. <laughs> Bride of Pope. <laughs> Bride of Pope. Uh, Bride of Pope is actually what Young Pope is based off, and I thought Gene Wilder was very good. <laughs> He's fantastic. Yeah, it's actually Doctor Pope. <laughs> I'm. I. D- I have just have so many questions, and you're the wrong people to ask because you haven't seen the thing. I have all the questions about. Is the two HBO Pope shows in the same world? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and that's I'm, Jude Law and then Jude Law and Malkovich? Yeah, because they it's like the second season of the first show, but they renamed the show, I think. It's like Which the is so strangest confusing. decision ever. It's really crazy. Yeah, it I, used to be New Pope. Or sorry, we used to be Young Pope, then it was New Pope. I, I tried to look it up, and literally the first thing is an article called Why Are There So Many New Shows About Popes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all thinking it. Oh, man. Also, how long ago does that feel where we could be concerned about something like that? We don't have enough Pope shows now. We could we should be making far more Pope shows. <laughs> yeah. So what have you guys been? Uh, is there any new things you've been? You said you were just watching stuff, not knowing what it was. Yeah, just I did diving in and watching three movies in a row. Just like I don't know. What, I'm, I don't know what they are. I'm just going to click them uh, yesterday. And they all were what? fine. <laughs> what, what all on HBO? Where were you watching I these at? Think, I think they were on Hulu. I think I, I was just like tearing through like – because Hulu is like the weird like I don't know what to expect there. You kind yeah. of have an expectation for Netflix to be like a bunch of bad uh, – I think not, not bad but like who cares shows. Um, right. HBO's yeah. like they got like some good movies and then Hulu I'm like I don't – could be anything. So yeah, Hulu and also Amazon Prime is like that, where you can like watch a movie and then it'll recommend something to you that you've never heard of, and you click on it, and it's like a completely self-produced thing by like a guy in Arizona, right? Or something awesome. like a six-hour <laughs> yeah. documentary by some maniac, and you're just like, yeah. how the fuck is this in the same category as just movies uh, that I've right. heard of, of? I think that their like recommendation robot falls off so quickly and that's exactly what it does. It's like if you if you love this show, you'll love this other show you've heard of or this thing called like Eat Street, which is just a student <laughs> right. film a guy made in Baton Rouge 5 years ago <laughs> that he got uploaded with the right keywords. Yeah, I, I mean we could you could oh, upload yeah, yeah. this video of us chatting to Amazon. Like it's you can yeah. put anything on there. It's yeah. already there. We're live streaming. We're Hell live streaming yeah. under the under. If you buy a tea kettle, we're a recommended live stream. Uh, it took a lot of work to get in there, is. but tea kettles, yeah. you know. It says they're calling our show the Three Popes. That's not right. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> oh man! Um, all right, we got some games that we're going to play here. Mm. 
on a podcast. We have three games, one for every pope. And let's all try to become popes. I just, guys. I just I'm, the pope stuff is insane. I do you know what I watched? I watched Angels and Demons, the sequel to the oh, Da Vinci yeah. Code, the thing we all asked for. And I watched Angels and Demons. This is before Tom Hanks had coronavirus. And it's so weird. To me, I think there's, there's people watch these things and think that's real, even oh, though yeah. it's based on a book. They're like, well, it has to be real because it has all the parts of being real. Like, you know what I mean? He found it. I think people watch these and feel it's real. And then I'm like, I understand why people <laughs> think the news is fake because the news that you want to be real that's completely yeah. fake is so much more exciting. And like if you, the people like the Catholic Church has to be doing that. Jesus's daughter or what great granddaughter, probably more generations than that, has to be friends with Tom Hanks because look how old this building is. It's <laughs> like – but it's it's the equivalent of thinking National Treasure is real, which is like I desperately wish it it's was. Like but it's like partially real reckless There's here. still um, – oh, yeah. What do they do there? They go they go inside the face of the Mount Rushmore. That's still real though, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. thinking of National Treasure Book of Secrets. <laughs> um, but they do. They go they stick he sticks his hand in a hole and then go and they go inside the net the which for, there's absolutely no way they'd never x-rayed the um Mount Rushmore to see oh, yeah. like the stability of it before they let people around it. And yeah, Nicolas Cage sticks his hand in a hole and opens up the stat, the uh Mount Rushmore and inside is I the city of I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Oh, they're my favorite. I actually, I love uh, National Treasure is my favorite. Love National Treasure too. I think it should be a tell. I can't believe we're making Jack Ryan the TV show, but not National Treasure the show. I do think they're making a third one. People have been sending me that that they're making a third National Treasure. But in this revamping of corny stuff that we all liked and we could improve upon with more money, the fact that it wasn't National Treasure yeah. and the Mummy. Did you see the Mummy uh, yeah, like remake with Tom Cruise? I had no, uh, I couldn't believe it existed. You know, it kicks so much it. ass. It's not good, right? <laughs> I mean, if you want bullshit, really? it's great <laughs> bullshit. I mean, it's not, I, I, I don't think any of the mummy oh, okay. movies are good, but like, that's the best one. Yeah. I really liked how, I love the mummy, the Brendan Fraser one. I think it's so good. I think the first one's like a really good time capsule action comedy type of thing. Like, I think it's underrated in that it's as good as National Treasure sort of conversation for what it's doing. But I love how much they oh, yeah. hyped up The Rock being in that third one. And then he <laughs> oh, was just God. a CGI scorpion for two seconds at the end. That's That movie has maybe, like, the worst-looking CGI of anything. Like, 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 money to actual, like, results. It is so yeah. horrible. I've never seen CGI be dated worse because it seems like before that they had to put the effort into practical effects. And this was the first thing to take the yeah. leap and use no practical effects. Yeah. And it it looks like you're playing like Quake on a computer from your elementary school. I, yeah. I very distinctly so remember being that. let down significantly by that movie. How sh- like I w- that was prime WWF, <laughs> yeah. you know, like rock era. Like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. And he hyped it on WWF. He like that became a thing. They were using the, the all the Monday oh, yeah. Night Raws for like cross promotion, and then he was in it for two seconds. He doesn't even no have lines, legs. <laughs> CGI score, and that's what guy. I want to see. What I think yeah. about the Rock. <laughs> that that's a crazy era of like of people that are like super huge A listers now, and like 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 him and that, yeah. and then like Beyonce and like Goldmember. 
Like, like people really like going out of their way to be in movies that are kind of shitty, but like people have totally forgotten about them at this point. It's kind of like how you see, you'll see a lineup for a music festival and clearly one of the bands is just there to get their fans and they don't give a shit about like it'll, this a festival will be like, there's, there's this, ba- there's like this rock band and this rock band and this rock band. And then you'll see like, and Got fish it. and lady Gaga. And it's like, oh, you're <laughs> just trying to get yeah. the people who, you know, will pay to see just that person. Right. Because it works. And <laughs> yeah. I went and saw the second mummy because of it or whatever. Because <laughs> I'm an example of it actually physically working. Um, okay, so our first game, I want to make sure I got our audio share. I think I do. Our first game is called Before and Afters. Get ready to play Before and Afters. Did we hear it? Did it work okay? Beautiful, yeah. Awesome. Um, so how this game works, I think you may have played it before. I will read you a new smushed together movie plot. It is two movies smushed together. I will read you the plot. You guys have to guess what the title is. And so some of them are like uh, portmentos where it's just sort of like the Wolf of Wally Street. Or it can be shoved in or like Fargo or uh, Saving Private Silverman. You know what I mean? There's all different ways to smush them together. I'll read you the plot. Uh, you're more than welcome to work together or... All right, we can try. I, I we'll see how it goes. See what feels natural. I don't know. It, nothing feels real anymore, so I'm going to say "opponize" <laughs> is a word. Everyone always yeah. says, "Let's work together" until they get one on their own. Yeah, <laughs> it's truly the most the American thing possible. Everyone, everyone wants uh, to help from everyone else until they get a little bit on their own. Here we go. First one: A renowned newsman confronts McCarthyism by trying to break the curse that leads every one of his sexual partners to marry their next Good night and good luck, Chuck. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I would like to work together. (laughs) Um, Here we go. I don't know how I keep... I pull it up and then we start and I minimize it like you can see the window. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, hide it. Next one. A southern woman adopts a young black man with an imposing figure, but a gentle soul, and she takes him through California wine country on a midlife crisis romp. Nice. The sideways. <laughs> oh my god, he's holding the note. That's amazing. Next one. A battalion risks their lives to save just one crass disc jockey's skyrocketing career. Ooh. Saving Private Ryan part. Saving parts One private. Italian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Saving, yeah, there we go. Saving, saving Private, private Ryan's parts. parts. Saving Private Parts Ryan. <laughs> saving Private Parts Ryan. Um. <laughs> man, that, that, that also, movie title has been like porn parody to like oblivion, but I feel like I've never heard Saving Private Parts Ryan. Is it too late? (laughs) It's such a funny combo. You gotta see the opening scene. It's so realistic. Last one. To accompany him on a mission to deliver a message that will keep their comrades from walking into a trap, a soldier chooses his best friend, a struggling high schooler whose animal nature is rising to the surface. 1917 Wolf. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Uh, The one that looks the least imposing on paper, but 1917 Wolf sounds great out loud. Yeah. It just sounds great to say. Yeah, that's a good one. 
All right, we're moving on. We're moving on to our next game. Our next game is called Character Card Head Guessing Game. Oh, sure. Here we go. It's the Character Card How this works is uh, we have two ways to play. You can either uh, individually take on characters or we can do the new alternating mode. I'll explain it to you now. Basically, I will whisper a movie or TV character and then you guys will take turns. We'll do it this way. You'll take turns asking yes or no questions until one of you guesses who the character is and that person wins. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think so. So um, you just take turns asking yes or no questions as uh, to find out who you are. You're both going to be the same character and you'll just take, you'll alternate. So you kind of want to, if you think you know, you don't want to lead the other person all the way to the answer because you're trying to be that person who gets the, the correct answer. Um, so if real quick, if both of you would take your headphones out so I can whisper who it is. All right, everybody. They are both going to be Andy Dufresne from uh, Shawshank Redemption. Andy Dufresne from Shawshank Redemption. Okay. This is so much easier than when I make them leave the room during the recording. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right, so it's two minutes. Let me get this little, we'll get this volume turned down here. Two minutes, whenever you're ready. Uh, Joe, you asked the first question. Um, It's, uh, am am I a guy, am I a man? You are a man. Um, am I real? Um, or a fictional character? I mean, you're a fiction. I- I'm almost certain you're a fictional character. Um, I would say yes. Is uh, this character in a historical uh, movie? No. Is this character um, from a TV show? No. Uh, is this a white guy? Yes. Um. Is this a uh, character from a movie? Yes. Okay. Is it live action movie? Yes. Is it a movie from the 2000s? No. Uh, is it a big strong guy? No. Uh, is he the star of a series of films? No. Is it a main character? Yes. Is it a big, strong guy? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's a little weak guy. Um, Is it... uh, So it's a little wiener, huh? Okay. uh, Star of comedies? No. Uh, Okay. Is it a movie from... We we said that it's not the 2000s. Is that what we said? Not the 2000s. Is it 90s? A movie from the 90s? Yes, you're in a movie from the 90s. Um... Did this character uh, get someone an award, like an, a, an Academy Award? Uh, I don't know, but there's a chance. Let me pull up the information real quick, because I think there is a chance. I think there is a chance. Might be Ace Accolades. Uh, y- you did not get an award. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and it's not a comedy? It's not a comedy. Is it a uh, horror movie or thriller? It is not a horror movie. Um, is it a sci-fi? No. A drama? Yes. Uh, is this character portrayed by someone who is, uh, still alive? I'm almost 100% sure. Yes. Is this, is this actor also portrayed a pope? (laughs) I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) All right, sure. Well, we'll look into that too. Uh, (laughs) Is this character um, 
older than 30? Yes. Uh, bald? No. Shit. Blonde? Blonde? Uh, no. Um, okay. Uh, before 95? Yes. Oh, man. Um, do they have a, uh, like a, a known line? Like, like, like a famous line in the movie? Probably not uh, them having individually famous lines, but it, everyone knows the movie and knows some stuff from it. But there's nothing. There's no like I'll be back type of size okay. line. Is is it a uh, the movie a Stephen King adaptation? Yes. Oh shit. Um, can't think of it. Uh, is this character? Uh, do they have a family? Like like are they married? They were. Is it uh, the uh, Tim Robbins character from Shawshank? Okay, yeah. Hell yeah. You are Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne, yeah, that's his name. That's our guy. Googling, um, is Andy Dufresne a pope? Real quick. <laughs> he could have been a pope. <laughs> yeah. I know, that's if it wasn't all ripped away from him like that. Tunnel God, right to the Vatican. <laughs> all right, we have one more. We have one more character here. Uh, Joe, you'll start us off because you were the winner on that round. Alternate these whenever you're ready. Um, okay, is it a uh, live action? Yes. Um, is this uh, character male? Yes. Tall guy? Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> from a movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, white guy? Yes. Tall white, the tallest white guy in the world. Uh, is it a movie from the 90s? No. 2000s? Yes. Um, drama? No. Uh, is it um, uh, played by Jim Carrey? No. Mm. Um, is it uh, sometime uh, first decade of the 2000s? Yes. Um, is it from a, a multiple movies, this character, or is it just one? No, just one. Um, is it played by a uh, very well-known comic actor? Yes. Yeah. Also, I'm just realizing I forgot to whisper the answer to everyone listening, but that's okay. <laughs> you can play along. All right, they're, they're in on it. Uh, is it played by Will Ferrell? Yes. Is it Ron Burgundy? No. Oh boy, is it Ricky Bobby? No. <laughs> um, is it uh, whatever the semi-pro guy's name is? No. Okay. Uh, Semi-proed comma life, I think is what it is. There's only so many now. Okay, yeah. uh, is it... Um, the problem is there really isn't only so many. There's actually, yeah, there's a shitload. Uh, <laughs> is it... Um, oh, this might not be 2000s, but is it uh, Mugatu? No. Uh, is it oh my god what else oh is is it um dude i cannot think uh is he is he cool in this movie this is a <laughs> no is a i don't think he's cool question. i don't think he's cool he i don't think cool he's cool <laughs> <laughs> he does wear a cool hat okay he oh, does fuck. actually wear a cool okay, hat he does wear a cool hat yes he does wear a cool hat <laughs> 
Very, very interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're up, Chris. Oh, why does he wear the hat? It's yes or no questions only. Oh, okay. Um, do you like the hat? I love it. I love this hat. Uh, is it is it his character from the the uh, Casa de Mi Padre movie? Oh, sure. No. Oh my god, dude! I cannot think of other fucking Will Ferrell movies now. Um, he has a cool hat in it. I know. Oh, cool hat. Okay. Not. You know it, Joe? No. I mean, but maybe. I don't know. It's just a guess. Does he wear the hat the whole movie? I think yes. I think he wears it the whole entire movie. Is it uh, Elf, the character from Elf? Yeah. That is a cool hat. That's a very cool hat. <laughs> it's a sick-ass hat. Oh, that's so funny. When you were asking if he was cool, I was honestly in my head thinking it'll be crazy if they ask if he's wearing a cool outfit, and then you said, is it a cool hat? <laughs> so I already knew I was going to just commit like, to saying absolutely yes, Absolutely, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely. Is anything else cool? Should be the question from here on out. Yeah. Man. I, I just realized I don't really think of Elf as like a Will Ferrell movie for some reason. I, that was going to be slowly getting into what I was trying to, to lean you towards is I actually think it might be simultaneously his most known and least thought about role. Yeah. It's for the. Yeah. Because it's just I, like. I, like a kid's movie. But like everybody that's like a comedy fan never thinks about it as like a Will Ferrell movie. Right. right. I would say more people have seen it than maybe any Will Ferrell movie. And it probably gets watched more than any of them. Probably. Because it's, yeah. it, 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 it was the, f- I don't know if any Christmas movies since them have become, it's in the Christmas guys, zeitgeist now. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Canon. Yeah. It's, like it's a Christmas like story. And movie. that and Fred yeah. Claus. Yeah. <laughs> any movie with any, honestly, Fred Flintstone, Fred Claus, <laughs> I kind of go through him. Any, yeah. Fred Claus just all all about Fred Flintstone trying to get involved in a Ponzi scheme. It's good stuff. Yeah, I watch Fred Claus in the winter and Fred Flintstone in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll say it. Fred Claus is a Christmas movie. <laughs> I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Controversial opinion here. Um, they're all Christmas movies. Yeah. Because he's always with us. Yeah. I would, man, what, I know I'm just like, has Will Ferrell gone so far that we now don't think, he's like so famous we don't even think about him anymore? I mean, he's not, yeah, he, he's, I don't know, he's. He just had some movie come out with Julia Louise Dreyfus, right, where they were like skiing and got stuck in a house. That movie got like, that movie probably has like a 10 or something on Rotten Tomatoes too, like people. I think people like literally hated it. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't do very well, I don't think, but it's like, I don't know. Well, Well, that and the, the. The like Sherlock Holmes movie or whatever that he made with uh, John C. Riley oh, like, yeah. was apparently awful too. Like, maybe he just wants to have fun with his friends. Yeah, the I'm Sandler sure uh, method. Right. It's like all of his movies are like uh, he made a movie where he goes skiing with his friend yeah. every day, <laughs> and he gets paid twenty million dollars to ski with his friend Beautiful. for a month. Yeah, like I'm, I'm sure that he only made Elf so he could meet Santa Claus. <laughs> it's just one of those like business decisions, you know. And if you watch the movie, his dad, he's trying to meet his all dad. Right. Oh, so yeah. that's good. If you script in that you're going to meet your dad, that's good because you'll actually it. meet You got to finally meet your dad. <laughs> it's that easy. I got to write a movie. <laughs> Exterior, the cigarette store, still. Uh, speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, we have one other game. I'm not sure if you guys have been on when we play Build the Perfect Movie. Are you familiar with Build the Perfect Movie? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay, cool. We're going to do one quick round here. I almost cued the wrong music. That would have been embarrassing as shit for me.
build a perfect movie. But here we go. Um, so we're you. If you don't know how it works, if you're listening, I'm going to give them a category. They have to pick two movies from that category whose Rotten Tomato score combines to as close to 100% as possible without going over. So Price is Right rules apply. I'll give you a category, and um, we'll we'll pick Chris. You'll pick first. Okay. Um, I will tell you guys, most often new strategy is go low, go high, Michelle Obama. So um, what you want to do, our first one here is a movie where music has anything to do with it at all. Soundtrack excluded. But if it's like, even if it's like a soundtrack that we all remember as much as I would say anywhere from being a straight up musical to being Baby Driver, which I think is a movie where music has a lot to do with it. Yeah. But they don't they don't explicitly go. Doesn't music have a lot? You know what I mean? Very vague, very loose. Yeah. Two movies where music has a lot to do with it. Um, and so, Chris, you'll pick first. We can think about it. You can take your time. Okay. Oh, you listen to this bop. I'm into the song. It's good, man. It, really, really blessed with this music. I think I've got it. All right. What's movie one for you? I'm going to do. You only have to pick one, too. You okay. don't have to pick them both. And then we'll review the scores so you can adjust accordingly. I am going to do uh, Wayne's World. The original right. Wayne's World. All right, Joe. I'm going movie. to go with the, uh, the Valley Girl remake starring uh, Logan Paul that just came out. It's a musical remake. Of 2020, the, right? It came out yeah. in 2020, right? Like yep, literally it's in right the driving now. right now. All right, here we go. Uh, let's review our scores. Wayne's World. Chris, 84%. Ooh, shit. 84%. So you're looking for a 16. A 16. Valley Girl, 2020. Boy, hindsight was 20. I'm the first person to say it. Uh, Valley Girl, 2020, 56%. 56. That's wow. a weird okay. number. I, I really thought Wayne's World was going to be like low. It seems to be the, there was like, until 2005, only one comedy a year was allowed to be good, like according to critics, but the rest of them are bad. Um, And I think a lot of Valley Girls reviews are like, hey, it it still came out. A lot of them are like, for America, we need Valley Girl now more than ever. That brought it up from like a 20. It's the newest movie that there is. Oh, I wanted to say Shawshank Redemption's first award listed was so funny to me. It was the... Japan Academy Prize for Outstanding Foreign Language Film. Japan loved it. And it's so—it's just so funny to think about a very American movie being nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. You're like, what is it? Is it mostly just American blockbusters winning foreign language film awards in Japan? And now I want to know the whole list of all those movies. Yeah, Best Foreign Language Film last year, Endgame. (laughs) Is that real? Jesus Christ. No, I have no idea. I I wouldn't be surprised, though. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Valley Girl, that was Joe. You're going to pick first. You're looking for a okay. 44. And then Chris, you're looking for a 16. It's going to be hard to second. do. Are we same category or we have to I mix know. it up? Same category. Same category. Looking for a 44 music related. Uh, oof, okay. Mm-hmm. How about, um, I think this is the name of a movie. Uh, Back to the Beach. Starring, uh, uh, what, uh, what the fuck is the, here's that I have back to the beach right here. Um, starring, yeah, Frankie Avalon, Frankie Avalon. and, and Lori yeah. Laughlin is in it. 
She needs this now more than ever. About to spend both of her months in prison. Okay. All right. So Wayne's World. It's it's oh, it's what a sixteen is what I need. You're looking for a sixteen without going over. Is there a movie where like the Ku Klux Klan becomes rappers <laughs> or something? Like I'm trying to think of what could possibly be. Oh, okay. Wait. Um. I really wish I hadn't looked up Klan <laughs> musical. Um. Uh, I think it's called We Are Your Friends. It's like a Zac Efron DJ movie that's directed by the guy that yes. does Catfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Joe? I do know what you're talking about. Here it is right here. Um, all right, so let's review some scores. Valley Girl 2020, 56%. Back to the Beach, Fuck 71%. Off, really? oh God. Way over, way over. That's Wayne's that's World, 84. We Are Your Friends, 38. Man. A little over, a little over. So before we move on to our next category, let's go ahead and talk about the movies that have won the Japan Academy Film Prize for <laughs> Outstanding Foreign Language Film. Um, since 1978, when the it first be- became uh, a category, it looks like an American blockbuster has won it every year but one. So let's God. talk about what won. 1978, Best Foreign Language Film, Rocky. Okay. Okay. Uh, 1979, Conversation Piece beat out Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Something called Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> 1980, Deer Hunter. 1981, Kramer vs. Kramer. 1982, here's a German movie that won it called The Tin Drum. Okay. 1983, the best foreign language film, E.T., beating out <laughs> Das Boot and Rocky Three. They really love Rocky. Every planet. fucking Rocky got nominated. Every Rocky movie is nominated. I want to know so bad, like, how this happens. But, like, why? Because nothing beyond the first Rocky is, like... Now, here's some ones that won Best Picture that weren't even... Great. Or Best Foreign Language Film that weren't even entertained in America. Back to the Future beat out Aliens and The Color Purple. Wow. Um, Die Hard won Best Foreign Language Film over Black awesome. Rain and Indiana Jones and Major League and Rain Man. <laughs> Field of Dreams. <laughs> Field of Dreams beat out Die Hard 2. Dances with Wolves beat out La Femme Nikita and T2. God, JFK, awesome. Jurassic Park, Schindler's List beat out Speed. <laughs> <laughs> just barely, just by a hair. Speed and Schindler's List being in the same category fucking really There's something funny. we really, what I need more than anything right now is the montage before the award. The nominees montage, so bad. I need the Schindler's List and then it just transitions <laughs> to Speed. Yeah. Speed and it's like it. a standing ovation when they say the name and Chandler's list is a smattering of applause. Here's a good year. Titanic beat out Air Force One and The Seven Years in Tibet. The Sixth <laughs> nice. Sense beat out The Matrix. Uh, there's some Billy Elliot here in 2002 beat out Chocolat and Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Wow. Every Harry Potter was nominated. This eventually just turns into Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and the Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith lost to Million Dollar Baby in 2006. Damn. It's for sure just like a PR thing where it's like, oh, yes. oh we're a huge studio and they, nobody pays attention to this outside of, you know, the, outside of Japan. Last so year, Joker shit? won, beating out The Mule. The Mule. All right. Oh Bohemian God. Rhapsody beat out Mission Impossible Fallout and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. It seems like it's just whatever movie... Japanese people can laugh at American culture the most during. Right. That's yeah. Which is totally fair. I get it. Like here's La La Land beat out uh Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Sully won it, beating out Zootopia. <laughs> Sully versus Zootopia is another great one. Yeah, and the Star Wars The Force Awakens. This is actually a pretty fun thing here. All right. You gotta turn this one into a game. Yeah, uh, I've already bookmarked the page. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy that Major League got nominated. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, it would just That's be which of these crappiest. movies wasn't actually nominated for the Japanese award for outstanding foreign language film in this year. Yeah, that's a bad yeah. uh, thing to get snubbed for when you see Major League getting in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we got one more Build the Perfect Movie category. We're going to try to find a winner here before we get out of here. And what we're going to try and do, this is a category I really like to play, is build the perfect non-comedy starring a comedian. Hmm. And so I'll qualify starring as essentially they were in the opening credits. Does that make sense? So yeah. not a cameo, mm-hmm. but anyone um, large enough to be an opening credits person. And uh, Joe, you pick first this time. I think Chris picked first last time. So wait, what am, am I picking cast or what am I doing? It, I'm sorry? Am I picking like the cast for this or like... Uh... No, you're, we're, you're trying to pick two movies oh, starring a gotcha. comedian. Yeah, yeah same right. thing. Same, non, same build a perfect movie here. Uh Oh man, okay. There's got to be I like why am I blanking on this as a category? There's so many of them. But all I can think of is uh, so 54. <laughs> the Studio 54 movie <laughs> where it's like uh, what's his face? Uh, Mike Myers. Oh yeah, from nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, here we are. All right. Oh, he what a what a cast: Ryan Felipe, Donald Trump, Nev Campbell, and Mike Myers. Jesus. Awesome. All right, we got fifty four for your first one. Yeah, this is tough, man. Um. I'll just go high first, probably. I'll, I'll say uh, Foxcatcher, the movie with Steve, Car- uh, Steve Carell. Yep. All right, let's review. Studio 54, 50, the movie 54, 17%. So you're looking for an That's 83. Nice. An 83. Foxcatcher, 87%. Yeah. Woo! You're looking for a 13. A bad, non-typical comedy oh, with a comedian in a major role. All right, small number will go first here, Joe. Um, let's go with, uh, oh, some of them are like, I don't know if it counts as a non-comedy, but like, yeah, yeah. I mean, go throw an example out there and we'll just like, see how it just, feels. Just in, as an example, is the Truman show a comedy? It is not. I'm going to go with the Truman show. All right. Right, it's like a side because it's uh, yeah. We're, I'm saying like non-typical comedy. You know what I mean? Like a comedian outside of the being okay. Okay, he's he's stretching in this movie. Yeah. Man. All right. Um. God, I can't even like think of any of them. I know, I like, there's no way this has, like, that low of a number, but it's just the only thing I can think of. I'll say uh, that Will Ferrell movie, Everything Must Go. All right. Here we go. Studio 54, 17%. Truman Show, 94. Oh, my Fuck God. off. Really? Yeah. That's so high. Foxcatcher, 87. Everything Must Go, 73. Yeah. 73. Literally I... just the only two movies I could think of. All right, just out of curiosity, how much does uh, Welcome to Marwin have? 
Oh, shit. Because oh, like, I was wondering if you could combine those 35, two. 35, 35. Okay. Because that one nobody liked. Uh, no one liked. A good one you could have used. You could be thinking the number 23. That's a good one for this category. Because then you're hovering at 8. Which Wait, which movie um, has an 8? The number 23 with oh, Jim Carrey. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Has an 8%? That's eight. awesome. Holy <laughs> Literally, shit. very embarrassing when you put a low number in your title and can't even get there. I know. <laughs> Oh, that poor movie. Um, well, guys, we did, we got we didn't get to a winner with build the perfect movie, but that's okay. It's all right. Close. Uh, I appreciate you both being here and having never seen two popes or the lighthouse. And I'm not going please to. for everyone. And yeah, I mean, I, the lighthouse is all right if you really just want to like focus on. I don't know. It's all right if you're in that mood, but you know the exact mood you'd have to be in to watch oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and it's exactly what you think it would be. Uh, in a good way, but I'm a big Pattinson guy. I'm a Pattinson, oh, yeah. if you will. He's great. And he, I won't. He's fucking but he's really great. good. Yeah. Uh, but please let everyone know where to find you guys and 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 what to check out. Um, yeah, we're uh, together at Butt Guys on Twitter. Um, and then uh, that's their sketch group called Butt. And then I'm at Joe McAdam on Twitter. And I am at Chris Stevens, MD. Great. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for being here. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. And I hope everyone is healthy and safe and, you know, as sane as you can be with all this. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks very bud. much. Thank you, man. Star Bands Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.